1: on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. I'm Jay catch your host here, talking BYU sports. Big show ahead of us, Tanner Baldery, the former BYU tight end, currently a tight end with the Salt Lake Stallions. I had a chance to catch up with him. You'll hear his conversation talking about his new job, as well as reflecting on his time as a Cougar and what he made of BYU, etc., Coming up here in the second segment of today's show, the first segment, some more clarification on Kalani Satake from Dick Harmon on the Zone Sports Network earlier today that I wanted to get to in terms of his contract and where Dick Harmon believes that uh, BYU should be leaning in terms of a contract extension versus not for Kalani Satake, And of course, in the final segment of the show, it is quick hits where we catch up on all the other news we haven't had a chance to touch on. So there you go. That's the layout of today's show. Once again, hopefully you guys are all having a great two. Tuesday. Thanks again for joining me. And without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 29th, 2019. Kalani Satake's contract and extension and whatnot has been all the rage. It's been a big topic of debate on Sports Talk Radio, which I do professionally for the Zone Sports Network. And it's also been a debate among the fans. I know you guys on Twitter have reached out and expressed your opinion on it. And please continue to do so. You can follow the show on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Would love to hear from you on this, but we had Dick Harmon on the Zone Sports Network with David James and Patrick Kinahan's morning show, DJ and PK in the morning. You guys can tune into that from 6 to 10 a.m. each day. And Dick Harmon actually had an interesting nugget during his interview that helps kind of clarify the news that we talked about on yesterday's podcast with the fact that Kalani Sitake actually has two seasons remaining on his contract with BYU versus just one as originally reported. So I'm going to play the clip here. This is Dick Harmon with DJ and PK earlier this morning.
2: I think that uh, in his contract, he has an automatic rollover if you win nine games. And so, you know, for one year. And so he did that his first year. He won nine games. And I think he got an extension of one year. So we may be talking about a situation that is actually he's got a couple of more years um so maybe the urgency of doing that and with the administration is a little bit down um because they see hey we've got him this year we've got him next year but they don't publicly come out and say about that tom is going to talk to people tomorrow and maybe you know he can shed some light on that a little bit more because there's a little bit of a communication uh, i think disconnect with fans about what the urgency is and what their lack of urgency is. Maybe they ought to explain that.
1: There you go. Dick Harmon talking about Kalani Satake. So the extra season, it appears, came from the 2016 season when BYU went 9 and 4 with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. That nine game, one year rollover kicked into effect right off the bat. And that's where I think the confusion, as you heard Dick Harmon say, they should probably come out and explain that a little clearer. And I agree with him in that regard. Like BYU easily could be much more of a just straightforward about things. Just say, hey, here's the deal. He's got two seasons remaining. I know there's a lot of fur and a lot of talk about why uh, BYU isn't uh, is so slow, I guess, so slow to make a decision on things and to clarify things because they're a private institution. They don't feel like they have to sometimes, I suppose. But it would be do a lot of good for me as a media member, for you as a fan, etc., to understand more clearly how things are working with Kalani Sitake. So I I respect the fact that uh, Jay Drew went and did some slew things, some reporting, and found out there were two seasons remaining on Kalani Satake's contract, but now we also get another tidbit from Dick Harmon saying that, yeah, that extra season was a result of the success BYU had in Kalani's first year winning the nine games. Now, we don't know if that is an automatic rollover for another nine-game winning season. So let's say BYU were to win nine games in 2019, would that mean Kalani Satake's uh, Year another year is added on. So he gets the 2021 season tacked on to his deal. I don't know that fact. Dick did not clarify that and there was no follow up to it. It was something that I caught. I'm not sure DJ and PK caught it necessarily, but it was an interesting tidbit nonetheless. And I feel like that should add some clarification for BYU fans where the confusion has been with regards to Kalani Satake's contract. All right, so a little bit shorter first segment here, but I had a very long and thorough conversation with former BYU tight end Tanner Baldery. He is now playing for the Salt Lake Stallions in the new Alliance of American Football. They kick off their season in just under two weeks. Here, a uh, full ten game schedule to be playing home games at Rice Eccles Stadium. If you are interested in checking out real pro football here in the state of Utah, but I had a chance to talk to him both about his time with the Stallions, but we also talked plenty of BYU football. Uh, we played this podcast. Uh, we play this on my other podcast that I do called Wild Stallions, where we do cover the Salt Lake Stallions, but I felt like the BYU stuff in this conversation was good enough to also play on this podcast. So We'll get to that next. Tanner Baldery with myself earlier today, talking Salt Lake Stallions football, as well as BYU football. That's next, right here on Locked on Cougars.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA,
1: are locked on Cougars and a reminder for you guys if you do have a smart speaker you've kind of gone the smart home route where you've got the smart speakers throughout your home in different rooms it makes it real easy to listen to this podcast each and every day all you have to do is tell it play podcast locked on Cougars and you'll have us right there alright I'm going to get out of the way here have a conversation I guess I'm not I'm not getting out of the way but I'm going to be interviewing Tanner Baldry had a chance to catch up with him earlier today to talk a lot of Salt Lake Stallions football his path to playing professional football his hopes to maybe make the NFL one day and also reflect on his time at BYU playing for both Bronco Mendenhall and Kalani Sitake how his experiences with the Cougars prepared him for professional football so it was a great conversation I wanted to play it for you guys and we'll get to that right now here's Tanner Baldry with me earlier today talking all things Salt Lake Stallions and BYU football please now to welcome in Salt Lake Stallions tight end Tanner Baldry a former BYU tight end as well Tanner how are you I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Uh, so, you're about a month into training camp now down there in San Antonio. I guess the first question is, how is training camp treating you? How's your body feeling?
2: Um, it's, it's I've been a grind, obviously. You know, training camp, we're all competing here, and everyone's working real hard to prove and show why they deserve to be on this team. So, you know, every day is a is a battle where we're giving our all, but... Um, it's been fun it's been great just to be able to play football again especially with most of us not having that opportunity or feeling like you know that we couldn't ever play again then having the AAF open up allows us to have the fun of being able to play football yeah Um, and my body is doing really good actually I've been I've been surprised I'm I'm really happy at, at my age uh I'm doing well. <laughs> well
1: that's, that's what we like to hear. No, and I, I think a lot of people, We've ta- I talk to a lot of athletes just in my day, day-to-day job uh, with the radio network I work for, and we talk to a lot of guys that say training camp in the NFL, by the end of it, you're you're sick of it. You, you just want to play a game. As, is it almost a similar feeling, even though this is a brand-new league for you guys?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think with, uh, with us just playing our first preseason game on Sunday, we were all obviously super excited to have a game setting to finally show all the work that we've been putting in this last month, and I think that's kind of given us the taste of, you know, let, let's get more. We want more of that instead,
1: you know. Absolutely. Uh, take us through that preseason game. How did it go? How do you feel you guys performed as a whole?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I, we we won, so that's obviously a huge positive to begin with. Um, you know, having we, – we've done practices with other teams, and but obviously there's no sc- uh, scores attached to that. and So having a, a setting where we can see – a score and kind of gauge where we're at based on that score is obviously a huge positive, but uh, as, a, as an offense and as a team, we played really well. Um, there's things that we're going to have to clean up. There's some polishing that needs to be done, but uh, I'm feeling optimistic, you know, and we're a run first team and we ran the ball well
1: for those of us here along the Wasatch front, they're kind of excited to see what this team looks like. How would you, you mentioned they're a run first team. So we get the pro football. There's always that whole stigma of a pro style offense. How would you characterize this offense in terms of a style? If, if there is such a thing.
2: Uh, um, big, we're just big, man. Okay. We're big and strong guys. Um, you know, similar to what you see with the guys at the U of U and at BYU and, You know, just the mountain men that they bring in. It's that's kind of what this team is. We're big, burly dudes. We we want to run the ball on the defense. Our defense is incredible at stopping the run. Like there is no run game for any of the teams that we played so far. So it's you know you got big, strong dudes up front, and you got fast guys in the skill positions to make plays. So we're overall, I think we look really good as a team like that.
1: Do you feel like that fits your skill set as a tight end? Maybe it's more of a like you have to do some more run blocking than normal than maybe most teams would do?
2: Yeah, I think for me especially being a run blocking tight end first, I think this this offense totally suits me because it's all about being physical, getting up in other teams' face, getting in the grill. And then, you know, when they come up to try to defend that run because you're running so well, that's when you hit them with the play action, with the deep passes and stuff. Um, and I feel like our, our offense, we've been really successful about doing that.
1: Well, uh, speaking with Tanner Baldry, Salt Lake Stallions tight end here, uh, Tanner, talk a little bit about the fraternity you have with the guys who are the former BYU players, and even by more of an extension, guys who played for the University of Utah, as well as the guys that are from the, uh, Utah State, et cetera. How do, how do you feel that it is to have that connection with guys who played their college ball here locally?
2: Yeah, actually, it's been it's been kind of funny for me because I've actually connected with not just the BYU guys, but with all the guys from Utah. I've had a really good relationship with all of them while I've been here. Um, people like uh, Will uh, Will Davis, Anthony Williams, who played at Utah State, and then um, Anthony, one of the other tight ends, who played at the U. Most of our O line is uh, from the U, um, and our D line as well. It's, it's just been really fun to be able to have that in common with them to joke about, you know, oh, we played U and. You know, some of the guys, you, you miss the time period. Some guys played there before I was there, and some played, uh, you know, during the same time I was at BYU. And, but it's just been fun because we all have something in common. We can all joke about that and then come together because we're on the
1: same team now and have a, a purpose together. Uh, that's the thing I think that draws a lot of people to this team is that is that local connection with these players. When you guys finally do get back here, I know that you understand. I understand that you guys start your season on the road with your first two games before you play a home game. But what do you guys uh, want uh, Salt Lake Stallions fans to kind of identify this team with? What What do you guys want to connect with fans at? What level?
2: Uh, on a on a personal level I, I, is what I hope we would do. You know, I want people to get to know. Uh, me personally, you know, know about me and my wife and my kid and uh, feel like, you know, they could, at, after a game, they can come and talk to me. And, you know, and at the same time, I want to meet the fans. You know, we had an opportunity during mini camp to sit down and uh, speak with some of the season ticket holders. And it was really fun getting to know the people in the Salt Lake area who bought those season tickets. And I hope that we can do that more. And I hope that as a team and as a fan base, we can come together on a personal level.
1: All right, Tanner, let's uh, switch gears a little bit here and talk about your path to playing for the Stallions. I know you started out your career at BYU. If I'm not mistaken, you actually came on as a walk-on who played defense before transitioning to offense. Is that correct?
2: Uh, You're half right. Okay. I I was on defense. I was offered a scholarship by Bronco um, very graciously, Uh, so I I didn't have to do the walk-on route, thankfully. But um, I was a defender first, and so that's kind of played into – my style of play on offense when i made the switch over to tight end
1: okay well so you played for bronco mendenhall and then you kind of make you you were part of the transition to kalani satake's era correct yeah yeah. okay so what um in terms of i guess that transition what did you observe i guess most of all when it came to BYU making that transition from the bronco mendenhall tenure to what kalani satake brought to the program
2: well, they're, I mean, they're very different personalities. I had two years with each and, uh, you know, very stark contrast in how they run in the management style. And not that one is inherently better than the other. It's just two ways of going about it where Bronco is very much about, you know, you put in the hard work, you work harder than everyone else, and you'll see the results on the field. And from, you know, him being at BYU and now at Virginia, you see that that is a successful recipe that works. And with Kalani, it was a lot less about, forcing people to do the work or making sure that they put in the time to do the work. And it was a lot more on, uh, on us. He treated us, uh, I guess almost as professionals on a college level where, you know, we, the amount of work that we put in is up to us. And at the same time, that's what we got out of our season. So if we put in hard work in the off season, that was our choice, uh, to a certain level. And then based on that work, you know, we reaped our own rewards. And so, very different styles of approach um, but I think they each have their merits and with the right people in each system you can have a really successful team either way
1: Okay, so you make that transition to offense, you playing tight end for the last couple of years, I remember you had a pretty big game against Mississippi State uh, scoring that winning touchdown when Mississippi State came to Provo what, mm-hmm. about, what about BYU prepared you for the pro game and playing tight end at the pro level?
2: Well, the with Ty as the offensive coordinator, he obviously had a ton of pro knowledge, especially uh, my, my coach uh, at the time, Coach Clark, my tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. Also tons of knowledge, gone to a bunch of NFL seminars. And when we were getting taught at BYU about how the offense was run, Coach Clark would take time individually and say, you know, this is what you will see in the pros. This is why you need to learn this now so that you can have, you can understand this in the future going forward. And uh, so coming here and having – a very pro style offense there's a lot of elements that are very similar um to what i was either doing at byu or what i was taught at byu that i should look for at the next level and so uh just the style of play my last couple years at byu is really mentally and uh on an educational level prepared me for being here and it's helped a ton in training camp
1: now as you kind of turn your attention towards a pro career kind of what are your aspirations do you want to use this as a springboard potentially to make it to the NFL I know a lot of people talk about this league being a chance for guys to showcase their abilities or are you just happy to kind of let things let the chips fall where they may
2: um I mean obviously my priority in being here is is to not be content you know no one ever finds a huge ton of success by just being satisfied with where where they're at and um I really want to go to the NFL like I, I I had a small opportunity to do a rookie mini camp with Cleveland didn't feel like I had a huge ton of opportunity to showcase what I could do there and so I'm hoping that this gives me an opportunity to let the scouts in the NFL see like okay you know we we overlooked him there is some merit to what he can do and we need to evaluate him a little more and, and give him a shot and so uh, obviously that's what I would like to do if that for whatever reason that doesn't pan out and I stay in Salt Lake that's Not a bad option for me either because I've lived here for the past six years and it's a place that I love. It's a place that I've been living in and uh, slowly have been able to call it home. And so being able to play for a city like that is more than enough for me at the same time.
1: And then, uh, BYU is such a unique institution. I, I cover it heavily with my day job, uh, Sean, who's my co-host on this podcast. He's the beat writer for KSL.com covering the Cougars. And we talk all the time about the unique aspects of BYU. What about the BYU experience for you set you up to have success at the pro ranks in your mind?
2: Um, just being able to take care of yourself, just, uh, you know, pri- learning to prioritize things, uh, you know, certain things aren't as important. Um, and right now, on a pro level, the most the things that are most important for me is taking care of my body, making sure I am producing results on the field, and being mentally right with it. And so, you know, there's a there's a spiritual, a physical, and an emotional level that I need to be healthy at. You um, know, as a pro football player, to be able to perform on the field. And uh, BYU prepared me for that by helping me see, you know. What is priority in in life? You know what matters really the most. What do you need to put in front of of other things. And so, um, I felt like I was able to learn really the value of prioritizing what's most important and realize, out what's not as important at BYU. And that's that's helped me even here today. You know, on on days off, days where we're not uh, like today, we have a, we had a workout this morning and then the rest of the day off. You know, prioritizing to not just sit around and do nothing all day but you know maybe recover roll out stretch uh do a small workout get a light sweat in you know things like that to keep my body right so that when i do go out in the field and perform it can be at my absolute best
1: not spend all the time playing call of duty or something like that right (laughs) <laughs> I mean,
2: a little bit. You can do that a little bit for sort of like the, the mental relaxation, but not not too yeah. so much. You can't just uh, you got to have balance, you know. Absolutely, balance is probably the
1: best way to say that. All right, um, last couple of things here, Tanner. There's a big topic here locally, and I know this kind of pulls you away from the stallions, but I wanted to uh, let you respond to this question. A lot of people talk about with Kalani Satake. BYU had a bounce back year this past year i uh, went, to, mm. went uh, seven and six, if I'm not mistaken, with that bull win. A lot of people talk about the with that bounce. Back year, they feel like Kalani deserves a contract extension at this point to kind of give him some, I guess, uh, tenure when it comes to recruiting, etc. What would your uh, angle be on for or against Kalani having an extension given to him by the BYU football program?
2: <laughs> well, I'm not, uh, that's, uh, that's a little bit above my pay grade to make those decisions, but. Um, You know, I I fully support whatever uh, Tom Homo and those guys choose to do. I know that they're going to do what's best for for BYU and for the future. I think that BYU does have a great future ahead of them, though, with uh, guys like Zach Wilson at the helm at quarterback. You know, they got a bunch of good young players that will, you know, with time and with uh, a lot of coaching um, and a lot of practice, they can be a super successful team on a national level.
1: All right, and the last thing for me is I wanted to open it up to you and let you kind of um, share your message to Salt Lake Stallions fans, kind of get what you want fans to be excited about with the upcoming season. I believe we're just under two weeks away from this thing getting going. You guys open up at the Arizona Hot Shots. What do you want Salt Lake Stallions fans to know most of all?
2: That, uh, we're going to be one as a team and we hope that the fan base, uh, no matter where you're from, whether you're from the Provo region or from the Salt Lake region or from the Logan region, wherever you're from, that, you know, we're going to, as we will come together as one as a team and we hope the entire state can come together as one, as a state and as a fan base, and we can cheer on and go against teams like Phoenix, Sandy, uh, yeah, San Diego, um, you know, Texas, all those teams like that, that we can, uh, you know, we've always, as a state, we've traditionally had rivalries, and now it's our opportunity to come together and find a rivalry with a different state.
1: Awesome. Well, Tanner, I really do appreciate the time. We're looking forward to the upcoming season. We'll be looking forward to catching up with you and hopefully uh, watching you guys on the field, but also catching up with you and finding out how things things are going down the line. All right? All right. That sounds great. Thank you very much. There you go. Tanner Baldery. Appreciate him taking the time. We'll do more of these interviews. There's some guys like Jordan Leslie on the Stallions, et cetera, that we're going to work on having on the podcast as well. I Like I said, I have a collaboration with Sean Walker from KSL.com. We do another podcast if you're interested in coverage of the Salt Lake Stallions and the AAF. We call it Wild Stallions. You can find it on all the major podcast platforms. You can catch that there. We're also going to play this podcast on that podcast. We're going to play that interview on that podcast. Hopefully. Hopefully, I'm being a little more clear, but it was a good chance to catch up with Tanner Baldery, and I thank him for taking the time. All right, we will step aside here, get to quick hits, some of the news and notes we haven't had a chance to touch on on today's show. That'll be coming up next
0: right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30.
1: Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Katch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, bringing you the BYU knows, notes, and insider information that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, Thanks again for your guys' continued support of the podcast. Please continue to share with your family and friends. Anybody that's a BYU fan that you think would be interested in this—it's free. Best of all, love bringing this to you each and every day. So thank you again for your continued support, and please subscribe, rate, and review. If you are new to the show, give us that five-star rating on whichever podcatcher you catch us on, especially on Apple Podcasts. It does a lot to help us just kind of organically grow the show. So once again, thanks for your continued support. and as we close out today's show, some news for you guys. We'll start off with the men's golf team. They shot one under after the first two rounds to get into the 10th place at the Arizona Invitational Monday at the Sawalo Golf Club. Not a great day for BYU men's golf. Arizona State was way out in, an, in the lead at minus 21. Arizona and UCLA just behind them at minus 16 each. So BYU, a tough first day. Carson Lundell's three under on the day led the Cougars. He was tied for 17th. The final round is being played today. We'll have a full update on how the Cougars performed overall on tomorrow's podcast. We wanted to get you updates on how things were going for men's golf at this point. Uh, the women's basketball team, we talked about fa- how the fact that they, with their 11 game win streak, were on the cusp of a national ranking. Well, they do have that now. They are ranked number 25 in the country in the newest AP poll that was released yesterday. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. Awesome to see that. They're going to be in Southern California this week for games at LMU and at Pepperdine. Uh, the LMU game is Thursday, January 31st, and then Pepperdine on Groundhog's Day on February Second, um, some more awards being handed out. The men's, I'm sorry, not the men's, the women's gymnastics team uh, got some more awards. Captains Shannon Evans and Natasha Marsh received Mountain Rim Gymnastic Gymnastics Conference Specialist of the Week honors for their performances on the bars and the beam against Utah State last week. Evans scored a nine point nine on the uneven bars as she shared the honor with Boise State's Courtney McGregor, and then Marsh scored a nine point nine on the beam as she shared the honor with Boise State's Shani. Remy and Utah State's Autumn Hard. So congratulations to both uh, Shannon Evans and Natasha Marsh on the awards there. And then one final note for you guys in terms of national rankings, awards, etc. The women's uh, track team, they've had a great start to their indoor season. They've moved up 22 spots. They're now a top 20 team in the country. The men's team, of course, is inside the top 10 at number 9. So now we have two top 20 teams with the men's and women's track and field teams. Congratulations to the women's track team. on. making making that big move up um, in the USTF CCCA national rankings that came out yesterday. You can go to BYUcougars.com if you want to check those out. A great showing for them. So there you go. Some of the news and notes we haven't touched on on today with the other BYU teams. One other final note for you is that Marone Laulu Pututau, who tore his ACL mid-season last year. A lot of people are hoping that he's able to come back healthy. Well, some good news for you. Just about four or five months after that surgery, he's out there running. There's a video of him on Twitter. You can follow him at Laulu underscore one, L-A-U-L-U underscore one. You can see him running and that's awesome to see because that means His uh, recovery is ahead of schedule. And here's hoping that MLP can get back. BYU needs uh, all their tight ends that they can muster if this offense is going to work and be able to be at its full strength. And MLP was definitely a weapon that BYU missed in the final few months of the season. Definitely couldn't have used his skills. So there you go. That is today's podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you to Tanner Baldery for taking the time, 14 minutes or so there to chat with him. It was great to catch up with that young man and wishing him the best of luck with the salt lake stallions we'll be back tomorrow with the latest and greatest in byu news i do know that uh, tom homo is speaking to the media tomorrow so on thursday's show stay tuned for that we'll have some interesting news and notes i'm sure coming out of that meeting when he meets with the local media for his uh, semi-annual round table all right so there you go kind of the layout of this week as well as some of the news and notes to keep an eye on going forward thanks again for joining me A a reminder for you guys with your smart speakers you can catch this podcast each and every day, but just by simply saying, play podcast Locked on Cougars and you'll have the latest in BYU news and notes right there for you. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We'll be back tomorrow, but this has been Locked on Cougars for January 29th, 2019.